resorts, homes and the newly built hospital have been washed away. No electricity, nothing whatsoever. We need to be prepared for the future. I'm just holding on for dear life here. This isn't fun. Pacific prepared. Pacific prepared. Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse. What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it? And make sure everyone's safety comes first. Save what for dream. You must ready. Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure. Eventually, I know it's going to hit. It's only a matter of time. Helping your community. Helping your family. Helping you. Pacific prepared. Pacific prepared. Pacific prepared. Hello and welcome to Pacific Prepared. I'm Fred Hooper. We've got a great team of reporters who are on the ground chatting to you and the stories we bring you could help you, your family and your community prepare for natural disasters. The weather and how it affects you is already part of your life, so let's keep talking about being prepared. On today's show, the cyclone season for 2022 and 2023, we'll check in with a couple of the weather services to find out what they know about this cyclone season. Also, events around the world are impacting people in all kinds of ways, including right down to what you put on your kitchen table. We'll hear why it's important that regional areas have access to fresh and affordable produce. Also, we'll break down some of the lingo that's used around cyclones. That's all coming up. This is Pacific Prepared. People's lives have been affected by a disaster. Know what to do. Know what to do. Know what to do. Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure. See, all the signs are coming. So we have to prepare. Be prepared. Pacific prepared. With the Pacific cyclone season usually falling around November through to April, I'm sure that people across all parts of the Pacific are getting ready, or have been for a while now. Weather services right across the Pacific have also most likely been getting their data together to see what might happen this season. The Fiji Met Service has projected somewhere in the range of five to seven named tropical cyclones for 2022 and 2023 season. The Minister for Infrastructure and Meteorological Services with the Fijian government, Joni Usamata, spoke about the upcoming season, but also how people are prepared to this point. I can be proud to some extent for the journey we have endeavoured to undertake to become a more resilient nation in the face of natural disasters and pandemics. Today, because of our resilience, we have managed to reduce mortality caused by disasters significantly from the 44 deaths in the Category 5 Cyclone Winston in 2016 to 5 deaths in the superstorm of TCS in 2022, an improvement of more than 11%. The Fijian government is committed to ensure that the future generations of Fijians are protected. The risk landscape is shifting beneath our feet, and as disaster authorities, we have a critical responsibility to improve our national response, architecture to meet worsening threats, and to make responses more standardized and available, response capabilities more predictable and dependable. With the rapid changes in climatic conditions worldwide, communities face the risk of disasters like never before. However, early effective warning systems have proven to save both lives and properties. The UNDRR has advised that death tolls from disasters have declined primarily due to the implementation and maintenance of early warning systems and disaster preparedness activities. I am pleased that the Fijian government has put in place initiatives aimed at enhancing early 
warning systems to promote better preparedness and rapid response. The installation of simplified early warning systems at a community level. In this regard, water level sensors and rain gauges are installed in strategic areas which triggers alarms to indicate flood alerts to vulnerable communities. Upon activation, it provides lead time to the villages to activate evacuation protocols and move to safer ground. The coordination with the Fiji Met for cyclone, coastal inundation and flood warnings with subsequent dissemination of public advisories for preparedness. Impact-based forecasting for informing response planning for cyclones and slow onset hazards. Coordination and collaboration with civil society organizations, including the Fiji Council of Social Services, FCOS, who works with the District Council of Social Services, or DCOS, to collate community observation reports. These reports are shared with the Divisional Commissioners and the NDMO, which assists in taking early actions to mitigate risks. There are a lot of other CSOs who have also been doing great work with our communities to help them better understand the warnings and prepare for disasters. While installation of early warning systems is critical for early action, educating people on how it serves, on how it serves its purpose is equally important. The NDMO has been conducting community-based disaster risk reduction trainings in collaboration with government ministries and NGOs through the Community-Based Disaster Risk Management Manual. Media throughout the world and here in Fiji plays a vital role in educating the people about disasters. The media disseminates warnings of hazards, gatherings and transmitting information about affected areas and even alerts governments, officials, relief organizations and the general public to specific incidents. Both mainstream and social media have become critical in providing the opportunity to broaden warnings to diverse segments of the population in times of disaster. The various forms of media and media outlets have broken down reliance on just one platform to reinforce the dissemination of early warning messages to allow all to take early action, ensuring meaningful access. However, very importantly, I would like also to remind members of the media present today about your responsibility in ensuring dissemination of reliable and credible messages on disasters in a timely manner. The onus also lies on us, the public, to ensure that before we hit the send button, every time that we see something on social media, to ensure that the message we are sending is factual, that we do not put ourselves and others at risk by sending the wrong messages. This is absolutely essential. As you are all aware, Fiji cyclone season is from the 1st November 2022 to the 30th April 2023. As Minister responsible for Meteorological Services, I am also here today to announce the prediction of the tropical cyclone activities for the upcoming 2022-2023 tropical cyclone season for Fiji and the Regional Specialized Meteorological Center, or the RSMC, in short, Nandi region. The RSMC region covers the area from the equator to 20 degrees south to 160 and from 160 degrees east to 120 degrees west. Fiji's Minister for Infrastructure and Meteorological Services speaking about the cyclone season for 2022 to 2023. The time to prepare is now, not right before an emergency. No electricity, nothing whatsoever. You are listening to Pacific Prepared.
The Minister also went on to announce the cyclone outlook for the season of 2022 and 2023. Having said that, the RSMC Nadi region anticipates the following. First, in total, five to seven tropical cyclones are likely to affect the RSMC Nadi region between November 2022 to April 2023. Second, on average, seven cyclones affect the RSMC Nadi region every cyclone season. Thus, our 2022-2023 cyclone season is predicted to have average to below average number of cyclones. Third, for severe cyclones, that is category three or above, we anticipate one to four severe tropical cyclones this season. Fourth, on average, three severe tropical cyclones affect the RSMC Nandi region every season. Therefore, our 2022 to 2023 tropical cyclone season is predicted to have an average to below average number of severe cyclones. For Fiji's exclusive economic zone, we expect the following. First, in total, two to three tropical cyclones are likely to pass through Fiji's exclusive economic zone this season. Secondly, similarly, one to two severe tropical cyclones are likely to affect Fiji during the 2022-2023 cyclone season. Additionally, the rainfall prediction for the duration of the cyclone season is above average rainfall. That means we should expect more rain in the next six months. And as you all know, severe rainfall leads to flooding and increases the possibility of hazards such as landslides from occurring. In Fiji, flooding alone continues to be one of the leading causes of death during any cyclone event. Data released by the Fiji Police Force has revealed that between 2017 and August 2021, a total of 17 people had drowned during an event of a natural disaster. The majority of these incidents involve people being swept away by strong currents while trying to cross flooded rivers, creeks, and other areas. Let me remind every Fijian today, we have the power to reduce these fatalities simply by following the advisories issued by our relevant authorities. We must not cross flooded areas, flooded rivers and streams, as this can result in the loss of lives and places our search and rescue teams at risk. Parents must ensure that their children are supervised at all times and children must not be allowed to swim in flooded waters. At this juncture, I would like also to stress the importance of using this early warning information to prepare, to plan, and to make good decisions prior to the cyclone season at all levels, be it at the community level, the private sector, non-government organizations, government agencies, disaster managers, and even local government entities. We need to be prepared and to stay safe during the 2022-2023 cyclone season. From today onwards, you will get to witness disaster preparedness messages running through various media, multimedia platforms. We urge members of the media to join us in this campaign and help us to get these messages across to the last mile. This serves as a great reminder to you, to me, and to everyone out there to be prepared and gear up for the upcoming cyclone season. Fiji's Minister for Infrastructure and Meteorological Services.
Thank you to Pacific Prepared reporter Josiah Nunga for the audio. If you want some more information on the cyclone season, you can always check out the Fiji Met Service website, met.gov.fj, or you can find them on their social media platforms. What's your plan? Are you ready to leave your home? Plan now before disaster strikes. Pacific Prepared. The Tonga Met Service has also been taking a look into the cyclone season for 2022 and 2023, predicting a number of cyclones for the region. Pacific Prepared and TBC Tonga reporter Anasiu Falakono spoke with the service not only for the number of cyclones expected for the season, but also how they actually form these predictions. The Tonga Meteorological Services predicts about one to two tropical cyclones will affect Tonga in the next cyclone season. Tonga's cyclone season is from the 1st of November to the 30th of April next year. The Tonga Meteorological Services is expecting lower frequency of tropical cyclones with one to two cyclone activities predicted to take place with higher rainfall in the next cyclone season due to the continued La Nina conditions. The peak months for the tropical cyclone activities will be in January and February, with higher chance of cyclone will affect the islands of Ha'apai, Tongatapu and Ewa. The Deputy Director of the Tonga Meteorological Services, Laiti Fifita, explains how they predict cyclones. We can identify this when we follow the flow of warm coastal waters and cool coastal waters in the South Pacific. Tropical cyclone formation areas will be shifted to the warm ocean temperatures in Australia, Papua New Guinea and Solomon Island regions. So where are the cool coastal waters? It covers the rest of the coastal waters of the Pacific region, including Tonga. Meanwhile, Director of the National Emergency Management Office, Onimo Mafomaka, says that it is important for the public to be prepared at all times, despite the predictions given. The most important thing here is our preparedness, so that it won't come up to a time when someone dies or a lot of resources are damaged when natural disasters occur. We always advise the public during our programs carry out to the communities, schools, including churches. From now on to the 1st of November, it is still time for us to be prepared for these tropical cyclones before they arrive in Tonga. This may include making sure the places that we live are are strong enough and safe to withstand natural disasters. This is a good time for us to look at our environment. If there are any trees that need to be cut down before they fall on our houses during the cyclone. I have seen that there are a lot of construction, and I think it is best if builders collect their materials and store it in a safe place before cyclones occur, because this may affect the neighbours or the village. Mafomaka adds that it is understood Tonga has experienced heavy rainfall in the past weeks, and he encourages the people to use water wisely as part of the preparations. Pacific Prepared reporter Anasiu Falakono speaking with the Tonga Met Service about the 2022 and 2023 cyclone season for the region. If you want more information, you can always check out the Tonga Met Service website, met.gov.to, that's met.gov.to. You can also find them on their social media platforms. We need to be prepared for the future. 
helping you stay safe. We have built a seawall two times, but it did no good. What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it? Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. If you're hearing this, you're obviously interested in the Pacific, which is why I wanted to let you know about ABC Pacific website. You can listen back to anything you hear on the program, and it's just a good way for you to connect with us. You can share information with us, or maybe you're working on something in the disaster preparedness space, or maybe you've got some feedback. There's also a heap of links on there that you might be interested in. Pacific Beat for all your news and current affairs in the Pacific. And for all the latest sports information, you've got Can You Be More Pacific? The easiest way to get in touch is to search for ABC Pacific and then scroll down to the Connect With Us section. There's lots of ways to connect with us there. Disaster is part of our life and recovering is also part of our life. As you see, they're smiling despite the devastation. That's how we are. You are listening to Pacific Prepare. Some of the big factors in the world right now are impacting people right down to grassroots level. You could even say right down to the kitchen table. The food that you're putting on your plate is definitely being affected by events of the world right now. Prices are increasing. When you go to the markets and you see the amazing colours of fruit and vegetables lined up in stunning piles, I wonder if you can still afford what you once did. FBC journalist Chalai Dao Thakathaka spoke with a regional rep from the International Fund for Agricultural Development about the importance for regional areas to have access to fresh and nutritious food. Previously, food security and uh, food transformation was uh, basically uh, an area that was uh, looked after by you know, the Ministry of Agriculture. But I think uh, now the effect of uh, increasing uh, food prices is uh, uh, calling for other actors in uh, you know, the communities to come forward and try to address uh, another problem. Uh, so this uh, workshop uh, merely you know, brings everyone from uh, NGOs, uh, universities, uh, farm organisations, so that they can also come and uh, provide you know, the input and advice on how best that we can address uh, food and you know, transformation and food insecurity uh, in the country. Uh, do you think uh, if people don't change uh, the habit, uh, what uh, what's the for what uh, for foresight do you think if people don't change uh, the habits uh, or you know this uh, idea to what's uh, this sort of discussions? Yeah, I think it's uh, more to do with uh, no behavior. Uh, our behavior towards uh, buying uh, food. At the same time, we noted uh, that uh, you know the increase in prices of food has forced people to buy you know, for cheaper imported alternatives. And uh, we are calling on you know, for stakeholders to ensure that we have uh, food and local food uh, that are cheaper and for people to have access to so that they can improve uh, uh, you know, their nutrition. NCD is a big uh, uh, knows a big issue uh, in Fiji. 80% of all the deaths is caused by NCDs and uh, we need to address uh, this issue from farmers, from uh, Ministry of Agriculture, no stakeholders uh, and of course other uh, no, donor agencies that are, that are here. So we need to ensure that you know people have access to cheap and uh, no, nutritious uh, food. With a change in policy, with the government uh, 
uh, obligated to be part of uh, another WTO uh, in 1996. That's when uh, another country has moved into a more you know, monocropping, you know, promotion of uh, crops of export. But I think we need to look at you know, traditional uh, you know, food systems uh, where people uh, can grow a wider you know, variety of crops. But uh, you know, the problem when you go around to most of the villages, they don't have any you know, traditional you know, foods. They don't have uh, you know, the planting materials. They don't have the, you know, the information or you know, the technology. So this is where the assistance needs to be provided for by the stakeholders and uh, development partners. FBC journalist Chalai Dalthakathaka with that story. I'm just holding on for dear life here. For women, it's always safety first. They are the first responder. You're listening to Pacific Prepared. You're probably used to cyclone season and what that means for you. But when you hear the warnings on the radio or on the television, I wonder if it all makes sense. Some of the weather lingo can be a little dry and confusing. Anasiu Falakona from TBC Tonga unpacks all the warnings and what they mean for you. Helping you stay safe. Pacific Prepared. When we are talking to friends and family and they are forecast of a major weather event coming, you'll hear lots of words and phrases tossed around. But often those words have official and very specific meanings and if they are misused, innocently or accidentally, it can create dangerous rumours and misunderstanding. So here are some common terms used to describe extreme weather and cyclone season. Try to imagine events you have lived through and where on the scale they would be placed. If the forecast warns of a tropical low, you can expect strong winds. Large waves will begin to form. White foam crests will be more extensive from breaking waves. White foam will be blown in streaks along the wind direction. Expect strong winds to cause negligible house damage to old thatch houses and some garden crops like banana trees. Whistling will be heard in power and telephone wires. Old trees will be in motion. If the tropical low becomes Category 1, winds become gale force. That means they will reach speeds of between 90 and 125 kilometers per hour. During a Category 1 tropical low, expect moderately high to high waves of greater length and dense streaks of foam. Twigs will break off trees. Slight structural damage will occur, such as roofing dislodged, larger branches breaking off and garden crops being damaged. If a Category 2 event is forecast, expect storm force winds of between 125 and 164 kilometers per hour. A Category 2 storm brings very high waves with overhanging crests, dense white streaks. The tumbling of the sea becomes heavy and visibility is affected. Considerable structural damage can be expected, such as trees uprooted. There will be heavy damage to some crops. Category 2 brings high risk of power failure. A Category 3 event brings destructive hurricane force winds of between 165 and 224 kilometers per hour. It will bring phenomenally high waves. The sea will be covered with long white patches of foam. The air filled with foam and spray and visibility will be very seriously affected. 
some roof and structural damage will occur. Some local thatch houses will be destroyed. Power failures are likely. A Category 4 event brings very destructive hurricane force winds between 225 and 279 kilometers per hour. Waves will be phenomenally high, the sea covered with long white patches of foam, the air filled with foam and spray and visibility very seriously affected. Expect significant roofing loss and structural damage. Many thatch houses will be destroyed and blown away. Debris will become airborne and dangerous. Widespread power failures should be expected. A Category 5 event brings catastrophic hurricane force winds of more than 280 kilometers per hour. Prepare for phenomenally high waves, sea covered with long white patches of foam, air filled with foam and spray and very seriously affected visibility. A Category 5 storm is extremely dangerous and will cause widespread destruction. To be prepared for disaster, you need to understand what official terms mean and what you can expect. This information was sourced from the Vanuatu Disaster Management Office on the official website. There are pictures that show you what to expect in each category, which may help those who do not read or write or have English as a second language. Each Pacific nation has its own emergency procedures. Most can be accessed from your local national emergency management office. Be informed. Be prepared. Anasiu Falakono from TBC Tonga, explaining exactly what weather warnings mean for you, specifically around cyclones. What's your plan? Are you ready to leave your home? Plan now before disaster strikes. Pacific prepared. Sometimes we evacuate or we just close all the doors and make sure everything's safe and turn off all the lights. So um, we evacuate and it's like our human senses. We um, find shelter, find safety. And yeah. our, roof, our roof was taken off and so... And so we had, we just prayed because we couldn't do anything until uh, the cyclone was finished. So we, we just prayed and, and we made sure we were all safe. My experience with storms um, have been, uh, not going to lie, it's been scary, terrifying. But I've learned to, to be brave in each one um, as time goes by. Pacific Prepared is supported by the Pacific Media Assistance Scheme with funding from the Australian Government's Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. Any views expressed do not necessarily represent those of PACMAS or the Australian Government. It's produced and distributed in partnership with Radio Australia and networks across the Pacific, including Radio New Zealand Pacific, NBC Papua New Guinea, Palau Wave Radio, Capital FM 107 Vanuatu, FBC Fiji, Samoa National Radio 2AP, SIBC Solomon Islands Broadcasting Corporation and TBC Tonga. If your organisation is working in disaster preparedness or resilience, keep us informed so that we can keep everybody informed. 
Maybe you've got a story idea, a personal experience to share, a topic to cover, or someone that we should meet. The easiest way to get in touch is to search for Pacific Prepared and then scroll down to the Connect With Us section. You can also listen back to the program. Just type Pacific Prepared into your search engine and you'll find us. We're also on the ABC Listen app. Have conversations about disasters. What would you do and how will you prepare? We're trying to help you make the next disaster easier for you and your family. My name's Fred Hooper. Please share any information you've learned today and stay safe. This has been Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared.